right, welcome to episode two of Caucus Talk, your source for culture, history, and tourism in the North Caucasus Mountains of Russia. We're back. This is Andrew. This is Eli. And hey, thanks for coming back. We're so glad you're here. We're glad to be here. Andrew, how you doing, man? Doing great. Uh, I just want to reemphasize Caucus Talk is about, we know we misspelled it, it's about the Caucasus Mountains. Caucasus Mountains. Not about Iowa political voting procedures. Do you know there's another use of the word caucus with yet a third spelling? No. It is a bacteria. Huh. A caucus. And it's like C-O-C-C-U-S or something. Hmm. Yeah. No, I have the definition. Any spherical or roughly spherical bacterium. So you don't even have to be a perfectly round bacterium yeah. to get the name caucus. Yeah, so we're not about... <laughs> Bacteria or politics in Iowa. We're about the North Caucasus Mountains. You you would know that, Eli. You would know that. I didn't look that up specially for this. I I I did find that out. <laughs> okay, so hey, let's jump right in. Um today we're gonna talk about the first of three things we think make the North Caucasus Mountains in Russia unique. So those three things are culture, culture, history, history, and tourism. Tourism, aka the land or geography. That's right. Yeah, there. I mean, this is just such a unique region within Russia. Um, we know all the tourists who come to Russia go to Moscow and Saint Petersburg, but which are great in their own way. Yes, been there, done that. Beautiful cities, but this is where it's at. Once you come here, you will never look back. It really is like the hidden gem of Russia, the North Caucasus. Um, so yeah, today we're going to talk about the kind of tourism piece. Uh, if you were traveling through the North Caucasus, what could you see? Let's talk about the geography. You could see rams with humongous horns. That's true. That was a <laughs> rhetorical question. Um, but I'm glad. I'm sitting here thinking through my list. I was like, trees, I'm glad that's the first thing rivers. you came up with for tourists. <laughs> hey, so let's just work through it. Um, we're going to kind of give you, it's kind of going to be like a geography lesson, but. Um, One like you've never had before. That's right. Hopefully, you'll have a better idea of what actually is there in the North Caucasus. So we're going to go east to west from the Caspian Sea to the Black Sea. So that's right to left if you are facing your globe in a northern hemisphere orientation. You know there are maps that have Australia on the top? I've seen that. Actually, so, I saw that here. So this, that would be, everything would be flipped. But Come on, Australians. Come on. No, we love you guys. Are you listening? <laughs> Maybe not yet. But hey, so this is from the Caspian Sea East to the Black Sea West. Some might even say from sea to shining sea. That would be something completely different though, wouldn't it? <laughs> that would be, but it is ironic. It is. It has that in, in common with America. Man, and Black Sea really shines. Yes. It does. Okay, so let's get started. Um, first republic or state in the North Caucasus, the most farthern, further. Easternmost. Easternmost. <laughs> Region is Dagestan. Dagestan. Not Dagestan. And not dog with an O. Dagestan. With an A. Yeah. So uh, Dagestan is a fascinating place. It's the largest of all of the Caucasus republics. This I didn't know. Yes. Um, a population approximately 2.5 million people with over 50 different, well, 35 to 50, maybe even more. Ethnic what? groups. Does that include languages? Nations. Languages, yes. 35 languages. There, it's definitely just a melting pot. 
Very, very diverse place. Um, so Dagestan, the entire eastern part of Dagestan borders the Caspian Sea. Um, so you've got the beach. And there, is the, there are beach destinations there. That's right. Yeah. I mean, people go there for the beach. Yeah. And the geography of Dagestan from the northernmost point to the southernmost point is very, very different. It changes. So am I out of turn? Can you tell me what's it? How's it go from north to south? What happens? Uh, so you're moving closer to the mountains the farther south you go. Um, so the northern part, I've heard, I haven't been to the northern part like in the, the flatlands, but the flatlands. I've heard it's almost like a desert in certain parts. Yeah. Um, and that's closer to like more the flat agricultural lands of Russia proper. I was looking at a map of a train track and granted those things try to go straight anyway, but there was like, it was like arrow straight going. There was obviously uh-huh. nothing geographical in the north of Dagestan stopping that train yes. until it gets south. Yes. And they don't even try. <laughs> yeah, but it's interesting. Uh, I've been to Derbent, and really from the capital, Mahachkala, all the way down to Derbent, which is a famous city in the southern part of Dagestan, they're right on the Caspian Sea, but you, the mountains are right there. Yeah. I mean, they're very easy to see, and it doesn't take long to start climbing up into them. Which is kind of like on the west end, too. Sochi is there at the sea with yep. palm trees, That's and right. they had the Winter Olympics there. Yes. At Sochi, which is on the beach. Yes. So that tells you something. Yeah. And Sochi, uh, just a little plug, the Confederations Cup is about to start. Um, and that is, which they always is have that? that the year before the World Cup. Is that soccer? In the country of, that is soccer. Okay, I'm a, soccer. I'm, I'm a big sports fan. I am a fan of sports fans. Eli is just really <laughs> smart. He's a musician. Uh, but so the World Cup is next summer in Russia, and Sochi is one of the host cities for matches. Um, so they, and they're also hosting matches during the Confederations Cup. So you could come to the cup, to the Federation Cup and tour the Caucasus all in one swell foop. That's right. It could happen. Let's do it. One swell foop. (laughs) I'm going to write that down. Okay. Um, so yeah, Dagestan, very beautiful. One of the most famous parts of Dagestan is Derbent. Very old city. It sounds German. Derbent. Is it? It's not German at all, is it? I I don't think so. I'm pretty sure it has nothing to do with Germany. Uh, I'm biting my tongue, making sure I'm not saying anything that's incorrect here. But uh, yeah, this is a very old city. Uh, and they're in, in this city is an extremely old fortress. Now, it's, when we talk about old in America, like if you're from the West Coast, you are probably thinking like 1910s. You're like, ooh, very old. Actually, where I went to college, outside of LA, the historical building in our city was built in 1950. Wow. And for a class... My wife had to go visit it. <laughs> now, I'm from wow. the East Coast. And so when you're thinking old in the East Coast, you're like, no, no, no. We're talking like 1700s. That's, I mean, you know, we, mm-hmm. people ended in the 1600s, white people. So when yes. you, how old are we talking when you're saying really old? Okay, so uh, again, this is a disputed number. But some official statistics would say this fortress is 2,000 years old. Holy moly. Others would say it's 5,000 years what? old. What? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, either of those is... That might be the city, actually. The city? The, the fortress can't be 5,000 I think years it's old. the city, maybe, dear Ben. Wow. But it's, it's a... This fortress is a UNESCO World Heritage Site. Uh-huh. It's very well-known, kind of, in that world. Uh, and it's, it's gorgeous. I've been there. You can see... It's basically right between the mountains and the Caspian Sea. And are you going to tell us why it's... The, like, what's so neat about that fortress being there? Or should we're I gonna, tell you what I know? We're going to... 
You know what? Why don't you start? Okay, because yes. I don't know very much, so it'll yeah. be fast. But basically, from how I understand it, if you're coming from the south, from Persia, you know, and you're invading, I don't know, the Mongols or whomever's up there, some history person's like rolling their eyes like Persian did. Anyway, but let's just say you're doing that. You have this wall of mountains, and there's like two ways through. One was right through the middle, and the other's on the right side, mm. which is the Caspian Sea side. Yes. And the only way you can get by is through this city they're bent. And so they built this fortress, and it's like Sparta, like 300. You know, you had like 12 guys could fight off a whole army because there's just this narrow little strip. So huh. I don't know if that's accurate, but that's what I heard. Cool. Yeah, that is definitely a topic we can return to right, we'll when, we, when we get like a good Dagestani expert in here. I'm not that. We're going to go there. Uh, so yeah, Dagestan's beautiful. Derbent is there. Caspian Sea. Uh, Dagestan has probably the most like jagged mountains of the Caucasus. It's very wild and unique what it's like. And uh, there are many, many villages of people who live up in the mountain And regions. you've been in those mountains. I have actually been up there before. Uh, it's absolutely stunning. Um, I'm yet to go. Yes. We'll get there. We'll get there. Maybe we'll record an episode from there. Absolutely. That would be awesome. We promise to record an episode from the mountains of Dagestan. Yes. Okay. okay. So that's Dagestan. Uh, so let's keep moving west. And anything else you wanted to say about Dagestan? I just think we'll come back to the cultures, but the fact that there are between 35 and 50 unique, distinct cultures. I mean, this region is called by some the Papua New Guinea of Europe. Uh-huh. Papua New Guinea is this mountainous little island, and you have Stone Age culture from, you know, separated by another unrelated Stone Age culture, valley to valley, because they've just been there for eons. And it's like that here. I mean, you have these, these cultures that are narrow but deep and go way back. Yes. And so that's going to be a layer to traveling the geography that you just don't get literally anywhere else on the planet. That's true. Yeah. So I'm pretty excited yeah. about that. I do want to say there is a website called, or a Facebook group maybe, Open Dagestan. And they publish, they have a, a little video, and they are, I think, in the, a, a tourism effort. So we'll put that in the show notes, Open Dagestan. They have these cool 360 panoramic views of parts of Dagestan that you can see. So check that out. Cool. All right. All right, so moving from east to west, Dagestan is the largest Caucasus Republic. Uh, the next republic over is Chechnya. So most Westerners, if they've heard anything about the North Caucasus, they've either heard something about Dagestan or Chechnya. Yep. Um, and yeah, Chechnya, what can we say? What's famous about the land of Chechnya? The I, capital? This might be the most famous city in the North Caucasus. Oh, yeah, Grozny. Grozny. Gro- see, there we go. How do, now, how is it? Grozny. 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 Maybe... Do Americans say Grozny? We say Grozny. In Russian, it's Grozny. 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 So Grozny. We'll say Grozny. With my, there's, with my, southern, <laughs> my southern accent thrown in there. So American southern. Grozny is the capital of Chechnya. Um, and, you know, we're not going to get into the history of some of you may be familiar with the Chechen wars in the 1990s. Um, but today, uh, that city is beautiful. It's been totally rebuilt. Absolutely beautiful city. It actually has the largest mosque. Uh, where Muslims worship in all of Europe. Now, I have a question about this. Yes. Because a couple times we've mentioned in Europe, like last episode we mentioned Elbrus, the highest mountain in Europe. So we're in Europe. That's right. Technically, we're in Europe. That's right. They say that the, you know, Russia is huge. Russia stretches from 
<laughs> Lithuania or yeah. bordering Ukraine all the way to Japan. So it's huge. Uh, but they say the Ural Mountains, which is in central Russia, that that's basically the the point where west of that is, is Europe, east okay. of that is Asia. The Ural Mountains. It's yes. like your guys' mountains, your so all's mountains. There's not many. That's right. That that connected with me, my southern roots. It's, all right. Um, so we're on the west side of that. But there's not many countries that are in two continents. But Maybe Russia, I mean, none. geographically, Russia kind of is its own continent. I would say. Okay, yes. just clearing that up. Yeah. So, so Grozny has the world or Europe's largest uh, mosque. I've been there. It's it's absolutely stunning. Very beautiful. And I think they say maybe around 10,000 worshipers can, can fit in there. It's huge. It's yes. like a small stadium. Yes. It's very big. Man. Um, and so, they, you know, after those wars, they said Grozny would never be rebuilt. They were going to relocate the capital, and they've rebuilt it from the ground up. There's skyscrapers with neon lights running up the sides. It's yeah. a different place. Very beautiful city. Um, and so, yeah, Grozny is in Chechnya. Um, of course, the mountains are there. The highest lake in the, in the Caucasus is in Chechnya. Ooh. I cannot pronounce the name well yet. I need to practice that. But that has it's the lake at the highest sea level is in Chechnya. In, che- in, in the Caucasus. In the North now, Caucasus. Can you fish in that lake? Uh, that's a good question. We'll find I'm out if sure. you fish in that lake yeah. and we'll find but out the name. My friends have told me it's absolutely beautiful, but you even in the summer you can't swim in it. It's so cold. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah. Um, so that's Chechnya. So worth visiting. Chechnya is not a not a... A, a no-go zone in your book. That's right. We have lots of Chechen friends. I personally have lots of friends from Chechnya. I have been in lots of Chechen's homes. They are great people. And there are lots of tourists going there today. Um, so, yeah. Very cool. We'll zoom in on that maybe in a later episode. That's right. Sounds good. Okay. So, uh, I just want to chime in. I just want to remind you, email us at podcast at caucustalk.com. If you have questions, comments, input, if you've been there, we want to hear from you and we want to tie-in listener feedback um, in, in our f- future episodes. That's right. C-A-U-C-A-S talk.com. Okay, so next, uh, west of Chechnya is bordered by two republics. Uh, one of them is, uh, it's the smallest republic in the North Caucasus. It's Ingushetia. And then south of that bordering Chechnya is North Ossetia. Now, so, if you're in, in what is an, a person from Ingushetia Ingush Sedia called. They are the Ingush. Well, there you go. Ingush, that's right. And again, we'll touch on this at another point, but the Ingush and Chechens, they would call themselves brother peoples. All right. Bratsky Narod. Uh-huh. Uh, and they're, uh, like, the name of their language origin is Vainak. Vainak. Oh, okay. Uh, I've so heard the gonna, word Vainak. I haven't really known what it meant. Yes. Basically, Ingush and Chechen language, they would say they're, like, 95% similar they totally understand each other, but there are slight differences. Um, and again, we'll hit that more at one point when we're talking about language groups in the Caucasus, um, but very similar as far as history, language. So geography-wise, what's going on in Ingushetia? Okay, so Ingushetia is very small. I was actually there a couple of weeks ago for the first time. Lucky dog. Yeah, one of my uh, good English friends guided us around. Um, and Ingushetia is two really cool things about Ingushetia. The... It means Ingushetia, the land of the towers. Oh. So the Ingush historically, and this was primarily up in the mountains, they lived in towers. Like, we're talking like we're, Saruman here? We're, we actually kind of are. Maybe not that big. Let's, 
Lord but, of the Rings reference. For yes, the good reference. Uh, but literally like four-story towers. Okay. Not in normal homes. Like many of them used to live in towers. And and they're narrow? They're They're narrow, but this was like the form of living. And many of them are still existent today, but... Uh, again, we'll get into the history of this. Uh, nobody really lives in the towers okay. anymore, but they are absolutely gorgeous. There is this one um, blonde girl still up in one of those. Can't find her way down. Really long hair, so we'll we'll talk about her later. No, but can you see? Can you we're, go see? We're going to confirm that. Um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, I was there. I got to see the towers to a couple weeks ago. Right. I, it's unlike anything I've ever seen. Basically, these villages of towers dotted all throughout the landscape and you know fun fact my english friend his name is visan but he told us how back in the day it was like lord of the rings where they if there was a an emergency and one village needed another village help they would light a fire in the top of one tower the next village over would light a fire and it would just spread across the mountains real fast like that Dude, pretty cool. Gondor has nothing on Ingushetia. <laughs> it it is really beautiful. So right. um, that excites me. Yeah. So that Ingushetia is the land of the towers. Um, and real interesting fact about fact about Ingushetia: uh, the capital city, the biggest city, is Nazran. It's called the capital city is Magas, and Magas was built in the last twenty years. It's the newest city in Russia, and some have said it's the newest city in the world. Um, they just up and built a city. It's, you know, there's a lot of history here, <laughs> uh, but it's brand spanking new, basically. Very shiny, new buildings. Um, How and about that? Yeah, again, that is related to history and stuff, but uh, it's a really beautiful city. We toured Magas. Wow. Yeah. That sounds, I mean, to me, that, I could be wrong. That feels like an invitation. That's like, we, we're going to do this new, uh, there's, you know, it's going to be a place for people to come. I will take you there if you come. That just took me to a Madonna song. I'm not going to sing it. If you're interested. I'm talking to you listeners. Okay, so that was the eastern half of the North Caucasus, Dagestan, Chechnya, and Ingushetia. Um, Now let's move into our tourism tip. We have tourism tips? I have tourism tips. We have news minutes and tourism tips. This could not get any better. Yes, so, you know, in in line with talking about the land and what tourism is like here, Here's my tip for the eastern part of the North Caucasus. Good. I want to hear it because to me, I'm imagining myself listening and it's like, oh, vacation in Grozny, huh? Uh, I don't think so. (laughs) There are cool things to do there. Um, And let me say up front, this this tip is for Chechnya and Ingushetia, okay? Dagestan, we love you. But we live in Pitigorsk, and that's really far from us. It is. So uh, my tourism tip is uh, from Pitigorsk, this city, and also from the city of Nalchik, which is a little farther south of us, there run these really cool day tours all over the North Caucasus. Basically, anywhere that you can get within a four-hour drive, you can take a day tour. They're, they're honestly really cheap. Like, what are we talking? How cheap? Uh, nothing is more than 50 bucks. And For a day tour? A day tour. And I mean, there's a good number, like you can go to Elbrus or Dunbuy for $20. So you sign up with a tour group and they, they what, they pick you up? That covers transportation. You leave early in the morning. It's in a good like tourist van. It covers your guide for the day. And then they take you to all the, whatever the spots of the tour are. And then you'll get back in the evening. And you can get your own food along the way. You'll have to, you have to pay for your own food and any, any, um, 
activities. Like if you take the cable car up El Bruce or something, you have to pay for that. Uh, and if you buy souvenirs, but for transport and for a guide and for the spots they take, it's an amazing deal. So it could be, I mean, you just think about the gas you would spend driving to and from three hours, not to mention. Yes. Yeah. And it's all included. All, all included. Really, really good deals. That's amazing. Yeah. So I've done a couple of those um, with my wife. And so I want to recommend if you're interested in coming down to this region and you're staying in the, the Pitigorsk area or even in Nalchik area, take one of these day tours to Grozny uh, and or Ingushetia. And some of these tours even take you up in the mountains to see some of the beautiful things. You can see that that lake that we talked about, the, the, the large lake, lake in, in Chechnya. You can see the t- the tower complex in Ingushetia. For Find some of these, you have to get permission because they're border control zones. All that means is you have to give your passport information two months in advance, and they'll give you get you a pass. Yeah, we get super uptight about passport information in the U.S. You have to like give the waitress your passport when you buy. <laughs> Like French fries. I mean, everyone wants your passport yeah. here. And it- here, the, the passport here is like your driver's license, social security, and birth certificate in America combined, but even more than that. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, like that, you can make that happen. And these day trips are really cool. It's an easy way to do it for a day just to kind of get a glimpse of it. Um, so I would really recommend one of those day tours from Pitigorsk into Chechnya or Ingushetia. You'll leave early and you'll be back around dinner time, maybe a little after dinner. Now, Andrew, we're going to be doing some of these. Yes. So maybe we'll bring some live coverage, live, recorded live coverage okay. from, you know, we, we could even do a little, uh, you know, audio, like a like news that. story. You know, it's like, here we are getting in the, this is the sound of me getting in the van. Yeah, we'll be, uh, I'd love to do that. As we're explaining to at the border control why we have all this audio equipment we will be recording that live so you can hear it they'll love it yeah you'll never see that sd card again (laughs) okay so that's our tourism tip for the eastern caucasus and again i mentioned this you know i'm in process of starting a tour operator business here but if you come, we will help you do it. Andrew, I would trust you with my tour. I can say that. I thought you were going to say your life, but I, I'll, <laughs> I'll take that with your tour. I mean, <laughs> it is my life that I'm trusting you with, basically, if you think about Pretty it. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, I'm letting you pick my driver. Good word. Okay, yeah. So, What's, what's next time? What are we, We're going to continue this, this geographical we're, tour. We're going to pick it up with the rest of the North Caucasus, the Western Caucasus. Mm-hmm. Um, starting with Cabardino Balcaria. So don't miss that. I think Asedia is next. We'll see. Okay. <laughs> but methinks you think right. Uh, so, yeah. Hey, email us if you have any questions. It's podcast at caucustalk.com, C A U C A S, talk.com. Leave us reviews on iTunes. Thank you for listening. Check out the show notes. This was episode two of Caucasus Talk, your source for culture, history, and tourism in the North Caucasus Mountains of Russia. And we'll see you when you get here. Yeah.